You are now tuned in to the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles. Extraordinary people with extraordinary stories. Sitting down with a hot dog extraordinaire himself, Mike Rudd. Now, on to the Chronicle. Welcome, my friend. Savvy, sexy, and social. I'm obviously not talking about myself, but I am speaking about today's guest. I am your host, Marketing Fun with Mike, a.k.a. Mike Rudd, and these are the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles, which are real interviews with real hot dog extraordinaires. And their goal is to tell their story and to hopefully inspire you and give you ideas to set out with finding your own hot dog stand, a.k.a. a passion or calling in your career and in your life. If you like this podcast and want to join my community, head to my website at marketingfunwithmike.com and you can sign up for my newsletter. You'll get a free PDF of my ebook that will give you 10 action steps to start the process of finding your passion in life, plus much more. And what can Marketing Fun with Mike do for you? I will help you live the life you want and deserve, and I promise we will have a damn good time doing it. I'm honored to have today's guest on the show. We have a lot I want to cover with her, so I'm going to jump right in and say she is savvy, social, and schmittastic. <laughs> Amy, welcome to the show. You've got a pub from Gary Vaynerchuk. You're a professional vlogger and an all-around, in my opinion, social media frenzied mastermind when it comes to helping people. What's going on? Hey, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here to chat with you. It is my pleasure. Thanks, thanks for coming on the show. Let's, let's start off with your story today. What made you decide to become a professional vlogger and a marketing lifestyle superstar? The vlogging actually goes back uh, pretty far. I've been making uh, YouTube videos for a, a really long time, way before I even got into the marketing industry. It was just something I love to do. I love to watch YouTube. I love to watch my favorite people. And it just kind of started from there. I started making videos because I really loved the editing process. And that's just how I ended up working out. I loved hanging out with my friends and taking video of them. And when they got bored of it, I was like, well, what am I going to do? I don't have anything to edit. So I basically had to become a personality. And that was how I became a real life casting video blogger. Um, and that took me into, you know, learning more things about the internet and meeting people that found that I had certain strengths that I didn't even realize I had and eventually was pointed in the direction of social media marketing. And when I decided to go full time on my own, build this business and help small businesses with their social media, I was like, well, what am I really good at that's going to help me let people know I know what I'm talking about, but I'm not these huge industry professionals that everybody's aware of. I don't, I don't have the luxury of the, those big names yet. I have to make my name big and how can I do that? And my strength was creating video. So that was how I brought those two worlds together. I created SavvySexySocial.com because I needed a platform that would let people know I knew what I was talking about and I used video to deliver that message. So that's how it kind of started and the social media business was fantastic, but what I found was everybody was coming to me to learn about video because I was making video about business and it's it was very different at that time on YouTube for that to be happening, much less it not be talking head syndrome and just this internet marketer person talking with a, you know, a green screen. And it was more the cadence of YouTube that people liked 
but at the same time, a learning experience. So that's how it all came about, and it seems to still be working out okay. <laughs> indeed, indeed, it does. You talk about working with uh, business owners. What's one trait that you need as a business owner yourself to be great in selling your business and what you stand for out there? Anybody that works with me, the the uh, what I like to use is the Michael Port uh, mantra of the red velvet rope policy of, okay, how are you okay to work with me? And that is someone that comes to me and they don't think of marketing or they at least don't want to think of marketing as a department or something that they need to outsource, something that they can just send off to whatever agency to handle. And so they don't have to think about it. They can focus on their product and their product's good so they don't have to worry about it and the marketing agency will take care of it. Anybody that comes to me with that mentality, I just can't work with because it's so important for brands to understand that no one knows their company better than them and no one can speak for it as well as you can. I can tell you what the best ways to do that are and the best strategy and the best online platforms even to be using and how you could have a video presence, but I can't do it for you. So if you come to me and you say like, we just don't want to handle this, I have to look at you and say, you don't want to be successful because if you don't want to be a part of your marketing, you don't want a business. You want to have a hobby. You don't have a business without marketing and you have to have a heavy hand in it. That is a wonderful answer. I, I think it also for me, I've had people ask me about that and I say, what, I don't want to do your social media either. I, I know. I, I'm on enough. I'm on enough. Like I have to learn my business and then I have to learn your business yes. and then I have to speak for your business. Uh, it, it's actually really funny. I've been making sure that um, bit my business's insurance is, is accurate and in place and exactly what I need for my company and it's actually so interesting how social media execution can completely change what you actually need for your business because it's so important that if my company is speaking for your brand online, we can get into a very sticky situation there. So even for monetary reasons, I don't want to speak for your business, but I know how to tell you how to do it and I can train the people in your company who see it, breathe it, bleed it every day, how to talk about it in a way that's effective for you, but you actually get to know the nitty gritty about it because that's your job to know. So yeah, it's, it's really, really interesting, the whole social media execution and how it's changing business so much. That is, that is, because I do what you do, just describing for sales, but it's mm -hmm. easy for me to go to somebody because they're not going to expect me to make the sales call. Where social media people a lot of times say, oh, would you, yeah, you, well, why don't you just do it? It sounds like a yeah. great plan. But, so how about getting over to, you know, you going out on your own and finding your passion? What are three things you want to tell people who are st stuck in a rut, believe they're stuck in their careers? Um, I, this happens to me a lot. I work from home um, and I talk to a, a 20 pound beagle all day So it, and a camera. <laughs> so so it's, it, it can get tough. Um, one of the things that I did that completely changed uh, my mindset from where I was was I actually started, if you work from home, this, this may apply to you. 
I started running a desk at a local office. I had a friend who has uh, a great digital agency that's a complimentary business to mine, and so we're not competing and, and stuff like that. And I, I just decided to run a desk because they had new space, and they said, hey, it looks better for us to clients if we have more people in the office. Do you want to do you want a desk? And that changed things so much for me because suddenly I was leaving the house and I was getting fully dressed every day and I wasn't staring at the same computer and the same people, well, the same dog every day. And I was having that opportunity to get out and talk to people and it made me realize how far I actually have come, how much I know, how much I can contribute, and how when I left full-time corporate America, I never thought I'd want to be around people as much as I actually kind of do. So I go through phases where I'll be in the office all the time or I'll be in the home office all the time. In the last month, I've actually been so much in like launch mode and I took a vacation. I actually haven't been there in a little while and I'm starting to miss that. But I think it's so funny how we forget how much not networking, but just talking to people can remind us that we're moving forward. Everything's actually a lot better than you think. So that's definitely one thing. Um, I don't know. I guess there's a lot of things. <laughs> I think that uh, I absolutely love uh, travel, but specifically travel for education. Um, this is something that I did from Jump Street when I was working in corporate America, learned about marketing, and thought this might be a business that I want to do someday. So I really want to uh, make sure that I am. It, we always think like, hey, we're going to build up the business before we leave the full-time job. And it's like, okay, it's probably not actually going to happen that way as cleanly that way. Um, but what you can do is prepare yourself as much as you should. And what I was doing was I was taking my vacation time and any extra money I had to go to conferences and meet the right people in the industry so that I wouldn't be taking such a crazy jump when that jump had to happen. So that's something I still do. I'm very excited every time I have an opportunity to um, go visit a new place and go to a conference at the same time and I get to write it off because it's all education for my business and I'm meeting people and that uh, continued education is huge. It's absolutely huge. And even if you think, oh, that speaker, I read their blog all the time. Like I know what they're going to say. It's so interesting how when you're sitting in that moment in that session and you're like, you know what? I knew that. And for some reason, the context of today just made me take it so much more seriously. And it completely can change everything for you. So um, whether you work for yourself or you're thinking about it, that education and the education, the atmosphere of being around people is tremendous. And I know for a fact that when I was able to finally take that jump, it was because I had done all that legwork. Um, I'm also a really big reader um, because we can't travel all the time and sometimes the budget just doesn't allow for it. And I think it's so crazy to me how, how, and I haven't done this yet, but how difficult writing a book is. And every time I talk to an author, they talk about how absolutely crazy hard it is. And what I like about that is how easy the rest of the business world is actually getting in retrospect. <laughs> like when you're looking at these things, it's like, okay, but writing a book is still really, really, really hard. And so I know that when I sit down to read someone's work, that I'm getting a lot of them. So when you can't actually be in person, you're still getting something absolutely 
mind-blowing that came from every ounce of them and you're gonna learn exactly what they have to teach you so I do try so often to sit down and read a book it's very difficult uh, because I'm usually you know making videos or listening to podcasts or emailing all my clients and all that stuff but whenever I can take the time to read I do it's it, it's it's definitely a big piece of the education continuing when I can't get out to the actual events great advice Thanks. One, you know even if you're even if you're in a career, I think, and have no intention of ever leaving corporate America, go. I think people, you should go out and do continuing education. Go to seminars that may or may not even have to do with your career. They may just teach you something else that you can apply to your career. And as for books, I just read last night Ariana Huffington's third metric about thriving in life. And if anybody out there even somewhat likes the Huffington Post, dig in on that book it's it's extraordinary it's so funny because it's like no one really wants to admit they like the huffington post but it's like okay but they kind of have a lot of great information on there so it's like okay we hate your headlines but you're a good resource yeah so what is the hardest part you think about creating a personal brand like you have over the years for me it's been just the daily grind of making sure that you're continually pushing the envelope and coming up with new creative ideas. What about you? I, I That's definitely a huge fear. And I think that ends up holding a lot of people back. Um, I think the hardest part about personal branding in particular is the fact that you have to put yourself out there so much. If you really want to stand out these days as a personal brand, you've got to do it all. You've got to show up to a podcast when someone wants to interview you. You've got to put your face on camera. Even if you're not a professional video blogger, that's just the way that online media is going. It's going to video. So you've got to make it happen. Um, and and just it, there's just so much involved. Sometimes I just want to go outside and walk my dog in my ugly pajamas and get it over with and run back inside. But I often run into people on the street who know who I am. And no, I, that sounds crazy. That's really just me being very active in my local community more than it is the personal brand side of things. But they work together. So I may not always look when I'm walking my dog the same as when I'm making my videos. <laughs> it's just completely different. And I'm actually not as extroverted as people may assume as well. I'm very normal in person. I don't like somebody uh, to, to be very extroverted on camera and then show up in person and be like totally like scared. I'm not that. I think I've gotten past that since high school. Um, but it's still, I, I'm, I still just have those days where I like, I don't even want to talk. Like I just want to be like, just let me get through this day. And that's tough when you're a personal brand. When you run into people and they're like, oh, I love the stuff that you do. You make such great content. It's helped me so much. It's tough when you're having that day and you're like, God, I don't even want to have this conversation right now. I just want to not talk about work for five minutes. But it's also so rewarding when that happens that you're like, I can't get away from this. This is my life. And that is why, even though this is still a struggle on Savvy Sexy Social, the tagline and even the new post, the podcast is called The Marketing Lifestyle Show. The reality is, Marketing is not a department. It's not something you outsource. It's a lifestyle. So everything I do, if I decide to go out in public in my pajamas, that is a decision I'm making in my lifestyle, and it's kind of marketing me. So I better have a really good excuse for it because this is real life. It's my life. I'm marketing my business. I'm marketing my personal brand, and that's just how it is. It doesn't really turn off, much like social media. <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny you say that with the personal brand sometimes I have to remind people that the hot dog stand is just a metaphor yeah, yeah. 
as much as I loved working there in the back in the time. I know you have to I, talk about it forever now I because I don't actually have it, anything to do with hot dogs. Anymore. Yeah. But anyways, so tell us about the Ohio Growth Summit. I spoke at it last year. It's an incredible event. You guys have a great lineup coming. Who's coming this year? How can you sign up? Give us the lowdown on that. Oh my gosh. Who isn't coming to Ohio Growth Summit this year? I mean, it's incredible. We are having a two-day event to celebrate our 10th anniversary. Um, I've been working with the summit for, this is my third year uh, on their digital communication strategy. So it's so much fun. And especially this year where we have such amazing speakers where I get this like exclusive access to them because I'm like, oh, hey, like it's just me. We have to promote the event. By the way, I love you. You know, so we have keynote speakers like Chris Brogan, uh, Jess Ostroff. What's that? Are you stalking Chris Brogan? I mean, maybe a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I, who isn't stalking Chris Brogan? I mean, that's a, such amazing stuff. Uh, Heather Whaling, who's actually local in PR, but very widely known uh, nationally. Uh, Jason Surfer app, he, he may actually be known as Jason Sadler or JasonHeadsets.com. He is known for having crazy business ideas and making tons of money off of them, including selling his last name. So his name right now is Jason Surfer app. I cannot wait to hear from him. He has a new book coming out. Just everything. It, it's going to be incredible. We have Jerry Ross keynoting. He's from the National Entrepreneurship Center. And, uh, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Did I name six? Jerry. Oh, and Steve Cloida, the prospecting yes. expert. Steve is amazing. I'm not going to lie. We do a podcast for Ohio Growth Summit. It's called Reach the Summit. Mm -hmm. And when we were going to have Steve on to speak, I was like, mm, prospecting, mm, sales. This is going to be so boring. I was riveted. I was taking notes the whole time. He's like playing voicemails of these horrible like sales calls gone wrong just by starting a conversation the wrong way. It was so amazing. So I'm so excited to hear him speak. I'm actually speaking as well in a breakout session. Um, I'm going to be posting a video on Savvy Sexy Social with Matt Russo. He's actually going to be speaking about systems for growth, so how all of your online entities and even offline entities work together. And there's probably like 10 other breakout sessions. There's so much content. I, we would sit here all day. We would awesome. sit. I mean, like that's even enough keynotes to talk about, much less the rest of it. So it's, it's going to be an incredible event. Um, and it's really going to celebrate the 10th year the way it should be. So it's all at OhioGrowthSummit.com. Um, actually, I have a discount code. If you are interested in coming, you can use uh, AMY20. That's my name, Amy20, and that'll get you 20% off a badge. And you'll be like having like reverse sticker shock because it's already such an affordable conference. I'll post that on the uh comments as well for the podcast and in the newsletter. So if Great. you didn't catch that during the podcast, I'll add that in. How about final words of wisdom for someone who's trying to live a life they want and that they deserve? I've been saying this a lot lately because it actually has been driving me crazy. The only advice that's coming to mind these days is to charge more. People are not charging enough for what they do. And it's actually really frustrating even for me when I want to hire somebody. And um, a lot of people like to do the whole like, oh, well, since it's you, we'll do this. Or, oh, because you're my friend, we'll do this. Or, oh, because you're my first client that I'm actually doing this kind of little thing for, we'll give you this discount. And it's so frustrating because you're 
basically saying to me that I'm special enough to get a discount and I'm probably also special enough to get mediocre work. I don't want mediocre work. I want your best work and I want to know how much that costs. I don't want you to make it hard to pay, to get paid. I've even asked somebody, you know, what happens if somebody calls you and wants expertise? I was talking to an attorney actually. Um, well, I give them a free consultation and, and I'm like, okay, but what if they want very specific advice? Well, I'll probably just give them the general information and if they want specific advice, they can, okay, but they want specific advice. They just want you for 30 minutes. Just how much do you charge? How, just say it, just say a number, just say it, just know it. And that is so hard for people to understand. And I won't say I don't have problems with this. I do. I have a lot of different facets of my business and sometimes it does get a little gray, but have an idea. Have an idea and charge a little bit more because you don't charge enough. It's just not going to be a good client relationship. You are going to feel like you're not getting paid enough. You probably don't have to do this. You don't have to go the extra mile because you're really doing them a favor. Big deal. And that sets the tone for your work. That sets the tone for your portfolio. And you want mediocre work in your portfolio because you keep giving people the friendly discount. It's very annoying. It's annoying for people that know you're worth it and want, even if they can't afford you, you should be so happy when they say, I can't afford it. I'm really sorry. Move on to the next one. If you're having that as a trend constantly and they're always your target client, maybe you need to look at it and come down a little bit and look at your competitors. But most times you're undercharging and they they want you to charge less than that anyway. So you might as well have said your real price. So I would say charge more. Just charge more. <laughs> be, be, excellent, be excellent in what you do. If, if you aren't, start being it. If you have a product that you don't think is excellent, start finding one that you can represent that is excellent. And exactly. Then charge. All right. Marketing fun with Mike. Lightning round questions. Woo! Are you ready? I love lightning round questions. Okay. If you could have one word staring at you in the bathroom mirror to motivate you in the morning, what would it be? Smile. Smile. Yeah, I I am one of those people that like I, I just don't smile enough until I like get on camera. And actually I think I should be doing it much more. I should be doing it much more because I just have a tendency to like look mad when I have a resting face. <laughs> What is one country you would like to re work from remotely for a year, sometime in your life? I would love to work in London, England. I've only been there once, but I love it there. I, I can't wait to go back. Awesome. Have you seen anyone reference Tupac in a speech since you saw mine? No, I haven't seen Tupac referenced since um, Coachella when he was a hologram. Okay. Good. I just wanted. <laughs> I love that last. No, year. that's right. You brought it up. Wait, yeah. was Co so was Coachella after Ohio Growth Summit last year? It was right at the same time. I, but oh I had, my I god, that, that was great. I had that in my repertoire before Coachella, before the. Holidays. That is so funny. I do remember you talking about Tupac in your session. That was amazing. <laughs> One person everyone needs to pay attention to in the social media world that they might not know about yet, other than you. Um. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily the social media world. One person I seem to promote a lot, who is very social, but actually probably talks a lot more about personal branding, is her name's Emily Wapnick. And actually, I don't even think I've ever spoken to her. I just continue to recommend her because she has a great blog. It's called puttylike.com. 
And the reason why I bring her up is because I get people emailing me all the time who are like, I have so many different interests. I like this. I like that. I like that. And, that, and, and they just don't feel like they gel into this perfect brand. And what she talks about on her blog is the multi-potentialite and how you can bring all those interests together and make it your brand. It's all about it, it's all about you anyway. It should be the things that you are most passionate about so it can be the most authentic uh, brand that it can be. So I really like what she talks about on her blog and I continue to recommend her to people that are like, I don't know what to do. I like all these crazy different things and I want them all included, but I don't know how to make it this pretty little package. And the reality is the pretty little package is you. And she talks about that on that blog and I, I like to recommend her. I don't think she's very mainstream, but um, when people are having a personal branding crisis, I like to send them over to that blog. Great. Great advice. I had not heard of her. Yeah. I'll check her out. What is, I saw... You know, you've told me before too. You like some terrible TV. What's your favorite terrible, terrible? Oh television God, show? I watch some terrible television. I do. Um, I watch a lot of reality TV on Bravo. I have to say, okay, I'm not going to say my first favorite. I'm going to say my first favorite when it comes to business. My first favorite when it comes to business is Million Dollar Listing, New York. These guys make me want to sell houses and like just be doing the hustle. They are so motivating. And I know that every deal on this stupid show is probably so fake, but I don't even care. It is so good. It's so motivating. And, and I sit there on the couch watching reality TV, you know, eating chocolate and drinking wine. And I'm like, I'm such a bum for sitting here right now, but but I feel like my adrenaline is rushing for the hustle when I watch that show. I, I I'm I'm actually excited for their Miami show that's coming out soon because these guys look kind of crazy too. But New York is where it's at, man. There's nothing like New York real estate anywhere in the world, and it's just so interesting, even if it's fake. It's so interesting yeah. watching them. It's so interesting. I just I'm all about it. But I'm also kind of a real housewives geek, so that's oh, like the man. that's the more shameful one. So many <laughs> options. All right, final, finally, how can people best keep in touch with you and what goes on a savvy social Amy style hot dog? Oh, you can follow everything um, that I do for content creation on SavvySexySocial.com. Three videos a week and a podcast on Friday, so in case you're sick of me. <laughs> oh, God, it's a lot. Um, my business is Vlog Boss Studios, so you can find that at VlogBoss.com. Like, I'm the boss of you and video blog. And uh, what goes on a Savvy Sexy Social hot dog? What's really funny is I really like to keep it simple um, and do just regular yellow mustard and um, onion. But what's different about me is, and I didn't realize this until I started dating my boyfriend, was that I don't eat hot dogs like other people apparently. Like, I don't like put it in my mouth. I basically break off pieces and take bites. And for people that eat hot dogs normally, they look at me and they're like, what are you doing with that hot dog? Just just eat it. Like, you're just, you're breaking it up. Why are you breaking it up? And I just like how the bun is something I can use as sort of like the little holder and I break off pieces and I put them in. That's how I eat a hot dog. Well, I, I think that's something we can, we all need to slow down a little bit in how fast we eat. So I'm I know. Not, I'm, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, Amy, this was, this was great having you. Thanks for coming on to the show. Uh, until the next edition of Hot Dog Stand Chronicles, get out to the Ohio Grove Summit this year for 2014. It's an incredible lineup. I want to thank everyone for listening. And this is uh, the Hot Dog Extraordinaire, Mike Rudd, and the savvy, sexy, social Amy Schmitastic signing off.
Carpe diem, everybody. You were just listening to the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles. Until next time, the hot dog extraordinaire has signed off. Thanks for tuning in.